even know how to start this. Hi, Stacy. Hey, hi. How are you? That's a loaded question. <laughs> I'm currently, I am okay. Cool. Same. Same. I, for those of you that have not noticed, uh, I haven't uploaded a podcast in well over a month at this point. I haven't recorded one in almost two months, I think. And a big part of that was just exhaustion. People exhaustion, I think, is the politest way I could put it. Uh, Having strangers come over your house every week to talk to you about their creative struggles and aspirations is, it's exhausting. As much as I care about all of my fellow artists and human beings, It's really, really exhausting giving everybody else a platform but yourself. So I gave some time to myself over the past month, and it's been great. And all I've been doing, really, aside from going out of town to do stupid DJ events, is hanging out with Stacy. So I figured the best person to come on the podcast, and maybe the the only guest I'll ever have on the podcast again, who knows? Wow. Everybody, please. This is going to be a snuggle cast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. I'm no longer doing my intro. That's another thing, too. No more intros. No more strangers. Just close friends, family. For the time being, I don't know. (laughs) I change my mind every six months about how I'm going to operate this podcast. It's true. He does. Please make some noise for Stacy. I've inserted the applause. Crickets. Everyone's happy to be here. <laughs> I'm just going to put in crickets. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Thank you, my audience of crickets. So, <laughs> even though I am no longer doing my intro, there is still beer and soda in the fridge. So, I'm going to pour myself a little something. But in order to do that, I have to set down my microphone. So, Stacy, why don't you... Here, we can, we can double team this. Okay. We could do that as well. <laughs> this is a working relationship Com- in progress. Okay. So what I wanted to do and with stop. you today is... We did that so good. That was pretty good. This next one's going to be a disaster. Just you wait. You're going to pour it all over your stuff. Fuck my stuff. I don't want to fuck your stuff. That's gross. Shut up. Beer. Then it wouldn't be a podcast if I just shut up. <laughs> do you want to take over? <laughs> no. Fucking way more equipped just, to do this than I am right yeah, now. I guess I'm your comic relief. Yes, I appreciate it. I need that. Thank you. I got <laughs> I did get beer on my stuff actually. <laughs> and I can't wipe it up with my sleeve because I'm not wearing black. What a mess. Oh, thanks, babe. I appreciate you. Wipe it up with my grandpa sweater. So oh boy. Here we are. I wanted to talk about <clears throat> movies. Okay. This is going to be... What about a movies? This episode is going to be called Brian and Stacy Drink a Beer and Talk About Movies. But can we talk about Jonathan Jonathan Van Ness's uh, Are Bugs Gorgeous or Gross? How about let's save getting curious until we finish the whole season? Ah, uh, okay. Is that fair? That's fine. So... If we're going to talk about things that we have watched, 
I was thinking about movies, or I guess we could talk about TV shows in general. What comes to mind for you if there was something that you watched recently that you absolutely need to tell every single person about it? I don't know. When Brian's not home, I just watch absolute garbage because I save all the good shows to watch with him. Um, hoot, hoot. <gasps> the Owl House on Disney Plus. It's a wonderful cartoon. And I watched the first episode because my little sister has been trying to get me to watch that show for a year. And uh, so he wasn't home and I was just like, I'm going to watch cartoons and have a beer by myself. And then I couldn't watch it by myself because I watched the first episode and thought that he would love it so freaking much. Which she was correct. I did absolutely love the first episode and the second episode. And we watched every episode that you possibly could of that show for the time being. And I thought it was great. I think that it is really familiar if you are someone who has watched like any sort of like alternative cartoons mm-hmm. over the past two decades. It pays it's, a lot of homage to. Yeah, it definitely caters to like m- millennial pop culture as well as like Gen Z. Sure. Whom like, it's like for. Yeah, um, like, yeah, like any, like everything from like, you know, it, it would really fit in well with like the classic Nick tunes era sort of stuff yeah and like, or the, like the later Zen crowd that but also like the later um cartoon network stuff like sure. the animation on it was very much um like teen titans go um brian had pointed out while we were watching it and i wouldn't have caught it until he pointed it out that it was very um studio ghibli or miyazaki sort of inspired in some ways yeah, I think um, yeah, I I think that I had said that it was uh like if Miyazaki and uh Jonan Vasquez yeah made a show together with Elvira. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was very much like that. It's great and it is really cool to honestly see something like that on Disney Plus, which I mean there's other really cool stuff on Disney Plus, but I think that if I hadn't been a Disney Plus subscriber, we probably wouldn't have seen it. And Unless I, would- I like dug deep or something because yeah. again, my little sister was telling me to watch it. Um I just would have never expected to see anything like that, for lack of a better word, cool on Disney Plus. And that's not even anything against Disney because there's yeah. a few things that we've watched on Disney Plus that we can talk about that have been great. And we're also, you know, fans of the Disney parks for people that know us personally. So I don't know why I'm surprised. It's just like, I feel like with Disney though, usually it's just like wholesome content and like a little bit cutesy, but the, like this one felt a little bit more mature. Um, There was definitely like a lot of like sort of adventure timey humor Mm -hmm. in it a little bit dark. Sometimes Um, it was like LGBTQ friendly. Um, there was just a lot about it that was like really cool. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I just really enjoyed it. So yeah, I definitely, and I think Stacy as well, we both suggest the owl house. I think that 
before we move any further, I think that we could probably both fully endorse a Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> um, because there's Don't a, endorse it. We ain't getting paid for this shit. Yeah, that's okay. That's <laughs> fine. But go get Disney Plus. It's not expensive. Yeah. Watch it's, the Owl House. It's, it's not expensive. Get it just to watch it's the Owl House. It's not expensive if you live with someone that pays for it. <laughs> but it wasn't expensive for you either. No, it's like seven bucks a month. Um, so, but for some I people- I don't make any money if you guys were ever wondering. That's not true. But for some people, <laughs> I understand that could be an expense. If you know me well enough, maybe I'll give you my login. Um, Encanto. Encanto is really cool. Again, another one that was um, LGBTQIA friendly. Um, there were a lot of like- cute like family rivalry things that were happening and like problem solving and um, different things that happens and stuff and things you know how movies work it's a cute Um, little story that I think has a cool window into um, a very specific culture yeah and I think that it can serve as like an educational tool for younger people that are don't know about other cultures. Right. And it tells like a fun, fantastical story, but really ties into a lot of things that are a part of those people's everyday lives. Mm -hmm. And uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. And um, I've been thinking about this a lot and I've said this out loud to a couple people already. Maybe I will take this back in the future. I don't know, but I do think that this soundtrack is one of the best Disney soundtracks that I've ever heard, period. Like the only things that come to mind that I would even think about putting above it would be like Aladdin, 101 Dalmatians, Little Mm -hmm. Mermaid. But I mean, you can't fuck with those. I mean, I've never really been a huge Lion King fan. Nothing against it. I like the movie, but even when I was a kid, I didn't like it that much. And then like the more modern stuff, I've gone on record. I hate Frozen. We've talked about this before. (laughs) Yeah, we have. And then the only thing that makes me even like matter than Frozen is the fact that Tangled and Brave both exist and they're really, really neglected in the realm of Disney stuff. Yeah. Mind you, Brian hadn't seen either of those movies until I made him watch them. Very true. Yeah. I think that I really, what ended up happening, I guess. I think you just hadn't been. My interest in Disney really I just neglected it for a really long time and I didn't even start getting interested in watching any of the newer movies until I started getting into the theme parks yeah well I was just gonna say that I didn't feel like you had really been like exposed to it or like put yourself in a position to like watch them because like none of our friends really watch Disney movies or are like about them sure um, and honestly, like, I think the only reason why I saw most of them is because I have a younger sibling and I have nieces and nephews and, or a niece and a nephew. I shouldn't say plural cause that would be a lie. <laughs> one and one. Um, but like, yeah, I think that if it weren't for having like little, little ones in my life, like I probably wouldn't know about them either. Cause these ones are ones that like came out whenever I was like in my later teens. Yeah. And like all that stuff, it's like one thing for like, Oh, like that movie's good for like a kid's movie. 
right? Yeah. But it's like beyond that as far as I'm concerned. I think like Encanto is a great movie on the term of just it being a great story. Right. And, and then like it just happens on, to Onward be animated. Onward was great. Onward was awesome. Um, I There were so many people that like didn't have good things to say about it um, that like I had just like been around that I had like overheard them speaking to somebody about. So I went home and I watched it myself and like, I really loved it. Um, Just the whole aspect of like spoilers, but like having a sibling and you both miss your dad um, from that aspect. And then like really like playing into the whole like nerd culture and um, it was very D and D heavy uh, the one brother was kind of like a misfit, had a van, was like sort of like a rocker punk kid. He was like Jack Black <clears throat> as a teenager. <laughs> Basically. And then the other one was just like sort of like Peter Parker-esque, just nerdy kid mm-hmm. um, going on an adventure to try to get be able to see their dad one more time again. Yeah, I thought it was, even though they were you know, not like technically human. It was still like human enough to the point where, you know, these are human emotions that the characters are experiencing. And I thought it was a very simple but unique approach just to tell the story of two brothers. Right. Like when's the last time there was a story about like two kid brothers, especially in like the Disney universe? Absolutely. I I don't really feel like in general, there's very many just like, brother movies i mean i understand and i'm into the tradition that is like the disney princesses and this isn't a disney princess movie although the yeah. manticore could be a princess as far as i'm concerned manticore. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> i want i want a poster of all of the should have been disney princesses that's a good or idea the should have been or should should be or are um, just like strong female roles yeah. in Disney movies. And I wouldn't even necessarily, I would even, I would go as far as to put um, like Mulan on that poster even, because I don't necessarily, she might've been like of royal blood, but I feel like she was just genuinely like a strong female character in Mulan. And that's like an older one, but... I think that in the Disney canon, though, they still consider Mulan a Disney princess. They do because she, again, she's royal blood. Yeah. Um, um, one that I feel like doesn't get enough credit for sure is Kadaka Kosh from Atlantis, the Empire or Lost Empire. Well, I think that they completely want to forget that that movie even exists. I know, and it makes me mad because it's, I love her. It's our. It's um, so dark. Every generation there is one. You know, there was the Black well, Cauldron. Yeah. And then you had Atlantis. But there was also Treasure Planet Mm, that also is like buried and everybody forgot about it. But it's such a good movie. I loved those. It seems what's actually kind of interesting. And I wonder if Onward's going to get this treatment too. None of these movies are like Disney princess movies. Right. And I wonder if that is. Well, technically, Kita is a princess. But it of a lost empire. Sure, sure. I just wonder if, but like it wasn't. I wonder if that is maybe the issue, at least with what Onward was, because it did feel a lot more like a 
um, like a DreamWorks yeah. movie or even like a, is that, is it, is it was Onward, Onward's just Disney. That's not a Pixar movie, is it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I should probably look that up because I'm actually not positive about mm-hmm. that. I'm pretty sure it's just Disney, even though it's kind of, you know, they're two peas in a pod. Right. But I really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, but speaking of, we're jumping around a lot, but there's a lot to cover. I guess this is actually a Disney podcast. Wow, why is this a Disney podcast? Um, hey, Disney podcasts do well. Um, I don't want it. <laughs> what was that noise? I don't know. Luca. Ah, <laughs> Luca was cute too. That's another Disney movie. That's um, a Pixar movie. Okay, but, <laughs> but still, you know, it's whatever. on Disney Plus, yes, um, Disney and that's Plus. how we found it. Um, that one's about a little boy who is a sea monster who it's basically boy, little mermaid, if you think about it, but he's a sea monster who longs to learn about the human world and, um, make some friends and things Onward was Disney and Pixar. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. It's cute. It's good story. Yeah. About friendship and learning to belong and acceptance. I really, really liked Luca a lot. I thought it was a cute, fun story. You can't tell. Luca. And it was really strange because I feel like I hadn't heard anything about Luca um, at all from anyone at anywhere. And I just kind of like happened to be on like on, on that streaming service. So I just kind of was just like, eh, let's give it a shot. There's nothing else really to watch. We've exhausted Netflix at this point, pretty much. Um, there's a couple of things we watch on Shudder, um, but like just kind of going through them. Yeah. We've been watching a lot of TV. We have been. But it's been like an after dinner snug and have a sip sort of situation. It's been nice. It's been a nice little break. I could keep going with the Disney Plus. Jungle Cruise. See, I fell asleep during that one and I like didn't really feel like I could get into it that much. But I also don't really think that I was in the mood for that kind of music when we watched it. Music. Movie. When we watched it. Wow. Words. Um, there was a lot that happened fast. Uh, a lot of action. A lot of quick-witted humor that definitely was funny. Um, the Rock is great. Um, what's her bucket? Who plays who? Who do call it? Um, I believe she was cool. Her name is Emily Blunt. That that human who played the female role in it um, was great. Um, and then there was another counterpart that I totally just I I don't even know. I found that he was kind of annoying. Um, I think that was the character's point. I just wanted to smack him the whole time. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think that like there was just a lot of going on, a lot going on and I felt kind of overstimulated and I fell asleep. Well, I fucking love Jungle Cruise. I thought it was so sick. The Rock is criminally charismatic. Emily Blunt is a badass. I like the Jungle Cruise ride at Disneyland in Disney World quite a lot. I like the ride too. It's cute. Um, I thought it was cute to have a movie based off of it. I like the nods that they put to like the lore that exists around the Jungle Cruise ride. Um, I thought you mentioned like you weren't in the mood for that kind of music. The the film actually had a really cool score. It opens with like 
an orchestral rendition of Nothing Else Matters, oh, yeah. the Metallica song. And some of like the music during the action scenes is more like hard rock, which is really interesting to hear in a Disney movie. Right. And it had like the villains in the movie were kind of like on the same gross level as like the first couple Pirates of the Caribbean movies with like the CG and stuff. It kind of had that vibe right. where it's like it's definitely not like for kids. I think it's more for like teenagers, young adults. Yeah. But um, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I just thought it was a, a fun movie. The Rock's great. The I, Rock I, I, didn't, great. I didn't realize how much I liked The Rock. I enjoy him. <laughs> um, But there, then there was that like one part where they were in the water and like they were soaking wet and it just kind of just felt like a weird wet t-shirt contest and then all of a sudden they're dry. Uh, movie uh, magic baby uh, I don't know if I uh, even remember that continuity I mentioned it I was just like but no okay <laughs> I don't know she was just like in a wet Henley tank top and then the rock was in also in a Henley I think maybe or like a white pocket t-shirt or something I don't remember he was in a white t-shirt and both of them were just kind of like here are my pecs. Moving on. Yeah. I don't know. Disney. <laughs> Marvel. Shang fucking Chi. Shang Chi was great. I that, I don't even feel like I need to talk anymore about it because it's just great. Go watch it. I don't want to give any anything away. Easily Go one watch of it. the funnest movies I've seen in a very, very long time. A very long time. I feel like that movie made me feel like I was like 15 years old again. Yeah. It actually made me feel like a kid. It was just so cool. Um, and it was really fun seeing uh, Aquafina, who played the um, like the female lead in that movie. I can't remember her name in the movie yeah. right now, which I mean, I already watched it twice. And I can't remember her name, but Kate, Kate, that's it. Hell yeah. But uh, it's been fun because like Aquafina was like, a comedy rapper and a comedian. Mm -hmm. And I think she had like some shows on MTV and stuff. And it's, it's just cool to see her in a Marvel movie. And yeah. like, she's awesome. Like perfect for that. She's character. just goofy. I love yeah. it. Who, whoever's call it was to cast her for that was like really good. Actually the casting across the board in that movie, I felt like yeah, everybody was everybody really, really good. Really well. Yeah. Um, if you haven't watched Shang-Chi, but also have not seen, um, Dr. Strange, they kind of go hand in hand. So watch that one too. Um, Doctor Strange is great. I'm not going to say anything else about it because Brian has not seen it at all. Either. Yeah. We're kind of, I'm um, like working my way back, especially with like the MCU stuff, because like, I yeah. really don't give a shit about um, any of like the main Disney Marvel stuff. But I mean, like I like the guardians of the galaxy movies as mm -hmm. much as anybody else did. And um I saw, I think we watched Thor Ragnarok and I was entertained. We did. And I cried. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I cry at Marvel movies a lot though. Cause I have sentimental value mm -hmm. um, for them, but I don't know. We don't need to get into that, but. And I, I, I when I watch the Avengers movies, I like them. Like I, it's actually really, I mean, maybe <laughs> I'm sure you're going to disagree with what, with whatever I'm about to say, but I feel like when I watch something, that's like especially like a big like Hollywood blockbuster thing. I'm usually like, eh, okay, like I know what it is. Like I'm not expecting it to be the best thing in the world ever. So I'm usually like, 
I don't fine. expect it either. I'm usually for it to I'm be the best thing ever. Do. Yeah. I don't want it to be the best experience ever. I just want it to be enjoyable. Yeah, I usually just kind of enjoy it. I think a lot of people put a lot of emotional weight into a lot of these things. If it because, makes me laugh or cry, yeah. then I'm in. Yeah. Um, especially like, you know, somebody like you that, you know, grew up reading a lot of these books. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that, you know, you have to see some like um, liberties taken with some different characters and yeah, plot absolutely. lines at times, but it doesn't really seem like it bothers you to the point that it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it definitely doesn't bother me. Like it does some people, um, some people like nitpick it to death and it's just like unbearable to listen to. <laughs> um, but like it's a movie, you can't fit an entire comic series into an hour and a half to two hours. Um, so they are going to take some creative liberties to make it so that it fits in that time, uh, span and it might not be exactly what you want from it, but at least it's enjoyable. It might make you smile a couple of times, might make you chuckle, might make you shed a tear, um, feel like you're on an emotional roller coaster. Um, and that's really all I want from it. Yeah, Maybe think, there's a couple of moments where it feels um, like reminiscent of what you know um, and a couple of heavy hitters, but like quotes and things that you might rec- recognize from a comic book. But Yeah, I think that maybe not the best analogy to use, but I'm going to use it anyways. If like a comic book series, like the the original source material where these movies are pulled from. Sure. Like say like that is like, that's like the fine course meal. And these movies are kind of just like the fast food version of yeah, these exactly. big stories, right? And yeah. it's like, what do you expect when you're getting fast food? Uh, something quick, mm-hmm. something fun. It might make me a little sick, but it, it's well, fine. <laughs> no. It doesn't have to be like shitty like McDonald's. Sure. Uh, we're not talking about a DC movie right now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you can still like have a nice like semi-fast food, decent experience and have it enjoyable and not make your stomach turn, you know? Sure. Don't got to shit your pants after having a meal. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sick. So if we, um, before we actually know, we'll come back around if I remember, because I do want to talk about Disney some more, but while we are on the subject of Marvel, it's Uh not technically Disney, but Spider-Man No Way Home. I cried a lot. <laughs> I cried a whole lot. Um, we saw Spider-Man right after Christmas, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Or was it right yeah, it was before? Like right, right, a little, not too it was right at, before um, because we went at, back and we saw Nightmare Alley mm-hmm. right after Christmas. Yeah. Um, it was right around the time it came out. It was like the weekend yeah. after, I think. Yeah, Spider-Man was really good. Um, I liked it a lot. I liked it way more than I thought I would. I but. loved seeing all three... Peter Parker's together. Um, Brian and I both agreed that like our favorite part was whenever they were getting ready to have their little battle against basically what could have been um, the Sinister Six. They were just missing a couple characters. Um, They were all just kind of like goofy banter and like talking about 
different things that happened that could have been like similarities between their universes. Um, and it just, I thought it was super wholesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. Spider-Man's always been my favorite. So he kind of, he, he hits hard. Yeah. I think that I've always been pretty like whatever about Spider-Man, particularly the movies. I did like the cartoon a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. And the early um, 2000s cartoon was really good. When too. we were um, at Universal back in September, yeah. the, the Spider-Man ride. The Spider-Man ride was so good. I cried Ad- on that too. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Spider-Man ride at Islands of Adventure is one of like the best theme park rides. I think yeah. either of us have probably ever rode. And the thing is like, well over 20 years old. Yeah. They did like um redo the all the screen stuff and like give it an HD treatment some time ago. Right. But still that but ride still like, like slams like pretty much anything classic. Anything comic out of like style. the Disney parks, especially like the projector based Disney stuff, not like the classic Disney dark rides which we can get into a whole maybe the next oh next week. Yeah. Next week we'll do a theme park okay. episode. That's fine. So we won't dig into much into it right now. But uh, yeah, that's Spider-Man ride at Universal smacks. Yeah, it does slap. It's really, really good. But bouncing back over to Disney Plus, um, I'm sure there's a few things that we could talk about. But the one thing that I feel like I could talk about probably for the rest of my life. I don't think we ever list or left Disney Plus. Well, Spider-Man No Way Home was leaving That was Disney. just a little stray away from it. Yeah. Not really leaving it. But- we peeked our head in another door and said, okay, we're we're trudging along. All these things are great. Shang-Chi, Encanto, mm-hmm. Luca, Onward, Owl House, Jungle Cruise, Cruella. Okay. Is So there were people that phenomenal. had like mixed feelings about Cruella and I actually really loved it. I have now watched it like three times, I yeah. think, at least. Um, Emma Stone played that role so well. She's such a good actress. Um, 10 out of 10, Stan her. Um, she's a maniac. Also, if you watch Netflix, watch the show Maniac because she's, <laughs> she's a leading role in that and is a psychopath. Um, I just love her. Um, she plays the role really well. She has this maniacal laugh that like makes your skin crawl. She's really good at playing like multiple personalities. Um, she's all of all of the costuming in that movie was phenomenal, yeah. and I wanted all of it. Yeah, um, like, even outside of her performance, the amount of work that went into that movie, you could tell that they had a lot of fun making that movie. It's yeah. a really well made movie. It looks gorgeous. All of the, all of the, everybody in that movie is great. Like yeah. all the casting is really fucking good. Um, it made you feel things. And I'm really excited for another one. Cause they're definitely going to make another one. Oh, 1000%. And I'm really there, excited for that. There was even moments in that movie that made me cry. I cry a lot. What the hell? I turned 30 and I'm suddenly crying at every movie I watch. I cried at Owl House. I I'm crying at cartoons. 
Hey, you know, a, a story, a good story that resonates is a good story that resonates. Why am I a baby? You're not a baby. You're a human. Why am I a baby? There's nothing that is. I'm growing old and soft. Adults are allowed to have feelings. I think that. But I'm not supposed to be old and soft. I'm mysterious. Oh, yeah. Mr. And mysterious, elusive. Mysterious, elusive Stacy. <laughs> I think that, not that I want to turn this into a, a podcast about society, but I think a big part of a problem with the world is that people are afraid of their feelings. Okay. I'm not afraid of my feelings. I just, I don't understand why like- I cry at everything anymore. <laughs> why? <laughs> why all of a sudden? <laughs> I'm sure you always cried. Not so much at movies. Well, maybe you're watching more movies now than you have before. I don't know. Not I used sure. to watch a lot of movies. I'm not sure. If we step outside completely of Disney Plus, though, there is some cool stuff that we have watched. Um, one thing that comes to mind that I would suggest people to watch while there's still snow on the ground, even though it is no longer the holiday season per se, right. would be the advent calendar. On Shutter. Oh, yeah, that one was weird. <laughs> that one was real weird. It was a really fun, unique, somewhat it was holiday based. Yeah, uh, horror wasn't movie. It, it wasn't an American film. No. Um, I'm not sure if it was. I can't remember if it was French or what it was. I can't remember either. I know that the calendar itself was German. Yeah. Um, well, it was. I think year- it might have been a French film. Yeah, but then the cal- the calendar was German, and it was gifted to the main character as a birthday gift, and it, it <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, <laughs> it was bizarre. If you like like quirky horror, um, yeah, it's interesting. It rides this fine line of it's definitely foreign horror. It's fun to watch, but it's not like I wouldn't say that it's like comical at all. There were moments that were kind of giggle, gi- yeah. uh, laugh, not really laughable, but like they'll make you snicker a little it's bit. It's self aware, but it without is. like trying to be like outwardly funny like a Shaun of the Dead or something like that. There's nothing like that. But there's stuff like especially with Definitely wasn't a horror comedy, but it's self-aware enough. There's stuff with some of the characters that it's goofy. It's very over the top and just like the ridiculousness of like how over the top it is makes you kind of laugh. But the movie's still kind of playing it serious. It's eccentric. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also recommend a Shudder subscription to anybody that is into horror movies of all eras or horror documentaries all that stuff shutters like six bucks a month it's well worth it there's a lot of cool stuff on there that you know we've never we wouldn't have found on any other streaming service they do a lot of like they license a lot of stuff exclusively from indie filmmakers and it's all um curated by the people that work there so usually it's all pretty good stuff because it's like they give like reviews and stuff too that you can read through i feel like anything that's like three bloody skulls and up is worth a try for sure um sometimes even the ones that like we see that sometimes are like two we'll give it like the 15 minute test 
um, just to see if it's like going to be any good. And some of them are kind of fun. Yeah. I think sometimes a lot of, I mean, anybody that's going to go out of their way to write a lot of reviews of anything is typically a difficult person. Yeah. Independent but horror a, is fun. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of like, I don't, I don't know if gore hound is even an appropriate term to use, but people that kind of like that sort of shit, like yeah. the saw shit or like slasher stuff. And like, if they see something that's a little bit more psychological or a little quirky, they're like, this sucks because there's no boobs or not enough blood. Right. Cause it makes you think, yeah. um, they aren't really into the psychological thrillers or anything that mm-hmm. make you, make you think a yeah. little bit or like try to figure out what's going to happen next. Yeah, there's definitely some stuff on Shudder that leans more into like basically being pretty much like drama. Yeah. Like Discovery of Witches. Yeah. Which is a great show on its third season. That's something that we It just has, it's like a drama with supernatural creatures. Yeah. But like Um, not, but it's not catered for teenagers in the way that a lot of those are. Like a Vampire Diaries or like- legacies or Buffy. <laughs> it's, it's, kind it's, of, it's a little bit more mature, dare I say. Or do you disagree with me? It is being that like the characters are all definitely like more, they're, they're adults. They're not 25 year olds posing to be high school students. <laughs> um, everybody's in adult land um, and has like an established career of some sort or has lived a life um of some sort um being that they're like some sort of creature too um they all kind of have their own little backstories and stuff that all kind of form into one um that kind of bounce off of one another for one reason or another um so for those reasons yeah um but as far as like being able to be watched and enjoyed by a teenager. I don't think. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Um, I think that anybody could watch it. definitely just like, it It does cater to like a it, more it, adult audience though. I think that what I meant, what I would have meant to say is like, it wasn't obviously written for like young adults. Right. And it's not like, we don't mean adult by like it being like overly sexy or anything either. It sure. just like has like a more adult themed well, storyline. When, when you think of like uh drama with supernatural elements, there's shows like Supernatural or like the Twilight series. Right. And like this isn't any of those but things. But both at of all. those things are twenty five year olds posing as high school students. Well, what I'm trying to say is that this isn't that. Right. And I just want people to know that. I'm just saying that there's not titties. There's definitely no titties. <laughs> no titties. Everybody is very attractive. Oh, of course. So if you're looking for that <laughs> in a TV series with supernatural characters, you've got it. And um, Discovery of Witches is also on uh, Amazon Prime as well. It is. It's also on Sundance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Sundance um, and Shudder. Like, I guess they did it together and both Sundance and Shudder have some sort of a deal through Amazon Prime. I actually think you can watch a lot of the Shudder exclusive stuff on Amazon Prime as well. Yeah. So that goes for the advent calendar as well. That could be on Amazon Prime. I think there's like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is there like, it's, it's an AMC property too, isn't it? I don't know. Might be. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I think that's what my sister told me because she was looking into it. She hasn't watched it yet. Um, Oh, witches? 
Amanda. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too sure. It seems like there's a bunch of people that are involved. There's definitely a lot of money that went into the show. Oh, absolutely. You can tell it. It's very well made. There's definitely a budget. Yeah, like all of the um all of the the cast, the set design, the special effects stuff, the costuming, all of it's very very yeah. top tier. Like it not, it doesn't feel cheap at all. Mm-mm. Which I was actually I think that was what like really surprised me when we first started watching it. Which is kind of like we had never heard of it. Right. We just checked it out on Shutter, and I was like, nothing against anything else that's on Shutter, but I was like, I can't believe how good this is like produced mm-hmm. and how good the acting is and the story. And I was like, it really blew me away. Yeah. Yeah. It, I like too that it's like not necessarily just like a storyline that is um, marketed towards women either. Like it definitely has some stuff in it for everyone. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes those, those, that kind of stuff can be definitely pushed in more of like a fantasy romance, yeah, like yeah, yeah. sort of situation where women love it, but guys are just bored by it because there's not any like action or anything or like, um, I don't know, like, I don't know. What do, what do boys like? I think <laughs> that, like regardless if you are a, and there's no boobs. I think regardless of how, <laughs> Uh, you present. Yeah. I think that the issue when it comes to a lot of movies is that like people want to be able to connect with it or relate with it on some level. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I, I know that there are people going back to Encanto that didn't like Encanto because they can't relate with like that culture. Right. Even though the point of it is to give you a doorway to a culture that you don't know to learn something. It's not about relating with it. You know, why, why watch something if you're just only watching stuff that, you know, that reminds you of your life. I like watching things to escape a a bit, but not all the time. That's another thing that's kind of cool about it too, is, um, not only just like on a, um, like binary, um, level it is kind of like gears to everybody too because this the casting is very ethnic like they have a lot of diversity mm-hmm. um, it's not all just like white people or black and white it there there's like a wide span of cultures there and they kind of um, they go as far as to like spoiler alert they kind of go as far as to travel through time and different things that are going on, uh, going on throughout the years and, um, why different races of creatures don't get along. Um, it's cool. Yeah, that's great. It's It's really cool. It's really, really, really cool storytelling. Can't recommend it enough. If you're not into that, if you, if you're, if you're into that sort of thing, and maybe if you're not typically into that sort of thing, give it a watch, watch it or I'll fight you. Yeah. Watch it or I'll bite you, vampire style. The That's vamp- too sexy. The vampire briaries. Wow. <laughs> Grounded. <laughs> Somebody lock him up. I'm already, my, my, uh, I need another beer. Go get one. It's okay. We can wait until we're done. Sorry, I just crunched my ice into the microphone. Don't worry about it. That's A little okay. bit of AM, uh, ASMR for you. 
with some people like that. I don't know. With movies <laughs> and TV shows, I guess there's no other movies right now that are coming to mind that we saw. We saw Nightmare Alley. We mentioned that Nightmare a little bit Alley ago. Nightmare Alley was fun. Um, I always... That's uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yes. For those of you that know. So you know, Guillermo Pan's Labyrinth, always Hellboy. kills it as far as like aesthetic. Um, Ron Perlman. I love him. I just love him. I didn't realize that that man is only six foot tall. I always thought that he was like a fucking skyscraper and like built like a brick house because he's always presented that way, but he's six foot tall and like he's starting to get like to an age where like you can see his age and it's wholesome and nice and just, I love him. And previously, whenever he was like in his younger years, like I thought he was very attractive and he still just kind of has like that little small, small part of my heart parts where I see him and it flutters a little bit. And I'm just like, Ron, you just, you just be you because he's always, um, kind of cast as that like sort of tough guy that is like made to seem huge and like bigger than the world, but he's always kind of got like a little soft side about him. Just love it. I just, I just, I just. I really adored, I mean, the first act of Nightmare Alley a lot. All mm -hmm. of the circus freak show stuff was super sick. Um, there's like a whole the second half of it was kind of weird. Yeah. There's a whole section of that movie that I felt was like completely unnecessary and I don't want to do like a whole spoiler alert thing, yeah. but, um, the movie's long too. I mean, it's a little over two and a half hours. I think that that movie probably could have been two hours with one particular story arc cut out and it would have been a much better movie. Mm -hmm. I think, and we had talked about that, um, after after watching the movie. There was but, sort of a dynamic too that reminded me a little bit of um, like City of Lost Children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going back to Ron because yeah. I love him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You know that I, I really, I still think even though with, with that being said, I do think it is definitely still worth watching. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But yeah, it wasn't. And a, if you just love a beautiful movie mm -hmm, and it, don't it, really care too, too much about a plot, <laughs> um, but you like love an aesthetic yeah. and you love Guillermo del Toro for what he does and you love Ron Perlman as much as I do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nightmare Alley suggested. I don't know if that's streaming or anything yet. Yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of really good 20s aesthetics. Yeah. Yeah. Again, a lot of really cool detail in the costuming and the set design and like the care that was put into just like preparing to make the movie. Mm -hmm. You could tell they they put a lot of work in behind the scenes. Color theory. Mm. I love some good color theory. Lots of planning there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
I was aware that Queer Eye was a show for a long time. Yeah. And I think that I had seen some of it in passing <laughs> um, in the past because Stacy has watched it, you know, pretty much as long as we've been dating. I'm pretty sure it's been on from time to time. Anytime there was a new season. Oh, absolutely. Um, I and, love Queer Eye. And, uh, but this year was <laughs> um, like this season that came out mm-hmm. just recently was the first time that I really watched like several episodes and then I just got like, got very into I got it. super into it. I, I, I had, I think I downloaded all of season five onto my laptop so I could watch it on the airplane. Yeah. And I, I love it. Cause um, I, I watched a couple of them without him. So like he just was kind of catching up on the ones that he missed and then watched a couple that I hadn't seen. So then we kind of were back and forth catching up. But yeah, I mean, the show's great. Um, I really, really like the the overall i mean aside from like and i okay so i think that whenever they started the show they kind of like really leaned into the gimmick of it being like well whenever you know, they first started it was queer eye for the straight guy yeah so it was the gimmick that they were going to it was these five very flamboyant kind of gay men going in and like showing a very cis straight man uh how to better present himself um and like it's like i think that i had an idea i was like okay this seems like a cute idea but i had no idea like branched out a bit more that's the thing is i had no idea that it really branched out until like pretty much like a whole like lifestyle improvement show outside of even like it's always has it always been like it's always been a lifestyle improvement but it's never been so like inclusive yeah i guess i just had never really like watched it in general but i um i really really like the the theming of like showing people like all the different aspects of like what it takes to be successful and it's not coming from the place of like oh well if you want to be successful, you just have to have, you know, a really good social media presence and turn yourself into a brand. Like that's a right. part of it, depending on what you want to do, but sure. it focuses so much on like mental health and family mm-hmm. and your environment, which I've always been huge on, like having a space that you feel comfortable to like be yourself in. So yeah. you can like actually be productive and want to be productive. If you want to be in your space and you want to do the things that you love in that space and there's all that stuff that goes into the show and, and looking good to sure. feel your best mm-hmm. um, on top of like having a productive space that feels good and comfortable to work in yeah, and live in and having healthy relationships and doing healthy things for your body and getting a hairstyle that actually looks good on you and learning how to cook a thing. Um, <laughs> like it, it literally goes over every single base of living a healthy, happy, productive life. And it's, it's just nice. It's wholesome. Yeah. I think that in some really interesting way, um, like that show coming into my life at the level that it did when I decided <laughs> that I was going to kind of like take a break from everything mm-hmm. was really interesting. It was like, um, 
reasonably uh, therapeutic might be a dramatic word to use. You needed those handsome men. I guess so. <laughs> uh, I think that it was, it. there was just something that was like really wholesome and uh, encouraging and motivational mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Hard recommend for Queer Eye. If you know, you're looking for something like that. If you don't want to watch children's movies on Disney, you could watch Queer Eye. <laughs> if you like wholesome content, you occasionally like <laughs> a cooking yeah. show. You maybe liked to watch What Not to Wear with Stacey and Clinton. If you liked to watch sort of more like... I don't know, sort of like Oprah or Dr. Phil type shows where it kind of like plays a little bit more into like mental health and family involvement. You're losing me there. Uh, Yeah. I absolutely hate Dr. Phil. But you can't say that Karamo isn't amazing um, as far as like his relationship building. Karamo is great. Dr. Phil's a scumbag. (laughs) He is a scumbag. So maybe that wasn't like the best. I, know, I was just I know kind where of like trying from, to like come from that yeah. place where like maybe you like that kind of dynamic where you want more of like a psychological like family oriented or like relationship building type of drama situation yeah. that's kind of like real life. Um, if you just like reality TV. um. Who am I missing? Who else am I missing? On the show? Yeah. Well, there's Anthony and there's- There's Anthony. There's Bobby I Burke. already said Bob, Bobby is amazing. If you like um, if you like home improvement, Bobby totally redoes their home. Um, it makes it look, look amazing. France. Tan is that whole like changing your look outlook on what you wear, which is why I brought up what not to wear by Stacey and Clinton. Um, Cause it was kind of that sort of situation, but like lesser, he just kind of like picks out a couple outfits for you based on your tastes and has you try them on. And it's just, I don't know. It's so nice. It's nice to see. Yeah. It's great. It's a great show. Specifically, Fantastic. the ones with Angel are the ones that I loved the most. I think it was like one that, episode that we had Angel. Yeah. yeah, it was a really nice episode. It was yeah, like uh, like unbelievably inspiring and heartwarming. Like watching somebody like literally feel like they're seeing themselves for the first time. Right. It was like it's crazy. It's like very very like. Andrew building a relationship that they thought that they lost. Yeah. No spoiler alerts, but Jesus Christ, that show is, man. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's an episode. That's an episode. That's a, that's a heavy episode, but like not in a bad way. Like it's just a lot. It's very heartwarming. Super emotional. Great, Um, great episode. Great show. Um, okay. So we mentioned that we were going to talk about, um, Speaking of Queer Eye, uh, Jonathan has that new show, Getting Curious. Yeah. That's how we are we st- going to talk about that right now? Or no, are we going to talk about it we later? D- we've just completely looped the conversation around. Yeah. But I think that Jonathan was the only one that I didn't mention. You didn't. But that's why I, Jonathan. That's, I think that goes without saying, though. Usually does hair, but he's so like, uh, just 
he's the best. It goes without saying, he's, you know, if... Okay, so I love doing this in different scenarios, and I've never done it with uh, the Queer Eye team. Mm -hmm. If Queer Eyes, Queer Eye team, or Ninja Turtles. Oh, man. So Jonathan is obviously Michelangelo. Oh, 1,000%. Karamo, Leonardo. But like... Put Michelangelo in a tutu. Sure, got sure, sure. Jonathan. Jonathan is non-binary. Um, Karamo's Leonardo. I Bo- feel that. Bobby Burke's Donatello. Okay. Now we have some issues. Okay, because we Cause still I have Tan. We have Tan. Oh, you know what? And we have Antony. You know what? Because there's five of them. I'm going to... Anthony's definitely Raphael. Okay. He's a bit of a bad boy side to him. Yeah, but, uh, there, Brian knows. There's a point <laughs> after the show, they kind of do like a cute little like skit kind of thing. But there's like one specific episode where Anthony doesn't have a shirt on and he's all like slicked up and oiled and he's washing a dog. And it felt dirty. Like he like looks like a sweet little like... In, innocent like boy because he has like this like boyish charm about his like face but you would never expect it and I I'm shook um I I, I just I'm it I think about it and it breaks me um I I well Okay, so Anthony's what, what Raphael. Do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Anthony's Raphael, but obviously there's five people and there's four turtles. So well, yeah. this is what so, I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do because we have Splinter. I think Karamo is actually oh. Splinter. Tan France is Leonardo. I'll take it. And there we go. Yeah, because Karamo is kind of like Daddy Karamo. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we've 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 answered that riddle. Everybody, the world was dying to know. Yeah, the world was dying to know. I'm like picturing in my head now, um, overdubbing an episode of Ninja Turtles, but with their voices. <laughs> <laughs> uh. In my head, that's that's really hysterical. With, with their hairstyles. Well, they're do well. It's an episode. <laughs> the, the episode. No, the episode is like the person whose life they're transforming on the episode is Casey Jones. Oh my gosh! Or April <laughs> O'Neil. No, not April. Doesn't need Why anything. April? April is flawless. Okay. But we could do a Casey episode. No, uh, you remember on the cartoon, the girl that worked with April. Her name was like Thelma or something. She worked at the news station too. Like she always had like the the big nerdy glasses yeah. and her hair and the ponytail. She would get the episode and April would be the one that nominated her. Okay. And April, April might also nominate her boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like some whole funny. But also TM, hair, hairstyles. Whole funny TM. Turtles don't have hair. This whole funny TMNT. But they should have hair. <laughs> this, if they're going to be. Casey Jones definitely vibes. has hair though. But no, they, I just love this uh, TMNT Queer Eye fanfic that I am <laughs> crafting in my brain right now. So. 
jumping ship real quick. Um, I think there's one last thing that I want to talk about. What is it? Before we wrap up the episode, we're going to hop over to HBO Max. Mm. And there's two things that the we Fords? watched. No, that's on HGTV. Oh. That's a whole nother. We could do a whole episode on that's a whole HGTV. Thing. I. Oh, we're talking about HBO Max, HBO not Max. HGTV. So I was thinking about coming home with the Fords because we were jumping from Queer Eye. Yeah, and that would that, I love them. That would have made sense. Yes, yes, yeah. The, That's the, where the, my brain went. The Fords are great. Sorry HGTV is great. We'll save that for another time. We can do a whole. I could talk about. We don't even have to do a whole thing. They're Pittsburgh homies. Watch it. Watch coming home with the Fords. Do it. I dare you. I'll fight you if you don't. I'm going to fight you. I'm just going to fight you. If you don't watch witches and you don't watch the Fords, I'll fight you. We'll we'll make a list. Those are the ones. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make a list uh, of all the things that if you don't do, <laughs> Stacy will fight you over. But, but I H- probably won't fight you because I never leave my house. On HBO Max, uh, we watched a movie called Malignant. Mm-hmm. That was a really, really fun, super weird horror movie. It was very weird. <laughs> But very good. I liked it a lot. It was it, it played was, with your mind, and then there was some weird actiony stuff that happened at the end. It was so unapologetically campy, too. Like it was. There was some stuff in that. Like they really hammed it up with some of like the horror stuff in that movie. Yeah, near the end. Yeah, mostly near the yeah, end. Yeah, like it, it. It goes like really off the rails. In a um, way that I was like, we were like, what we watched that on the plane. A, yeah, we did. It did a really good job of it, though. Um, no, no, no. It, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, but it was definitely very over the top. Because there was definitely a lot of stuff in it that kept you guessing. Malignant was um, a lot of fun. Yeah. The I just wanted to say that real quick, but the main reason why I wanted to bring up uh, HBO Max was... The Harry Potter reunion. Mm, yeah, that was really, really awesome. There was... Uh, At the beginning of the year, Brian and I decided that we were going to rewatch all of the Harry Potter films. All of them. In order. Um, and there was a reunion after... How long? 20? Was it 20 years, maybe? Has it really been 20 years? Wow, I feel old. Yeah. Fuck. And my, That's bad. Oh, I mean, those books are more than twenty years old. Well, absolutely. But I think, um, yeah, I think the first movie. I think I read them when I was in fourth grade. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that would have. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, it was like I think it was twenty years or something. You know, um, there was some stuff in <laughs> in the special that was kind of weird. <laughs> It was weird. Um, so Emma Watson was okay. really weird to Ron. <laughs> you remember there was like the scene when they were talking and he was all like, I love you. And she just like completely avoided saying it back or like, it was like, she like sidestepped it. It was like so awkward. Just like in the, uh, like when they were like talking in the interview. Yeah. Um, I think that as, in general, as a person, I think that she's very a very much like a reserved person. Um, even whenever um I I can't remember who it was that I know that had like met her, but she hates 
hates being approached as Hermione. Yeah. Um, well, I, I imagine that there is, and I'm sure that there has been a lot of it in her career. Well, I mean, growing up like that, um, there was probably a lot of weird, gross nerd guy stuff that she had to right. deal with, and I'm sure that it's like changed who she is as a person. Um, and I don't think that like, she. I, think, <laughs> I, I get. I I don't think that it's a situation where she was just like trying to be rude or anything, but I definitely think that it was kind of one of those things where she's more reserved of a person. Sure. In general. I guess that in part, I guess I appreciate. Um, and doesn't want to say it if she doesn't mean it. Sure. I, um, And even though she loves him as a friend, maybe she doesn't want to say it in those words. I appreciate how honest everyone that is in the documentary was presented. Like they could have easily tried to pretend. Right. You know, she's kind of more of one of those people who's just like, okay, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. But you could tell that she loved fucking Draco. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were all. Well, I mean, she blushed whenever she was talking about it. Um, they weren't like in love. She she described it as more of a, she kind of was like a kindergarten crush and he was like the older cool kid. Yeah. And um, it just kind of turned into like, she they described it as like a big brother, little sister, but I kind of imagine it more as like, big brother's bestie Mm -hmm. little sister sort of situation where like little sister has a crush and like big brother's bestie is just kind of like, you're my bestie's little sister and this is weird. Um, Yeah. Kind of thing. But But um, I mean, it was wholesome and I really loved it. We're focusing on like two, like we're focusing on like 30 seconds of, a much bigger picture. Yeah. That was, it was totally cool. I think that if you were a fan of those movies, um, I think it's totally worth watching. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a lot of fun. And I look forward to talking more about Harry Potter next week when we discuss our trip to Universal. Okay, okay, okay. All right. That's kind of a a lead in, a little teaser for next week. We're going to do our theme park episode. All right. And, we definitely need to talk about the Wizarding World. Oh, yeah. Because that shit was... Um, well, half of it. Exhaustingly cool. Half of it. Half of it? The other half was kind of like, Meh. but half of it was good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Wizarding World. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that we need to go back at another time. Isn't there a Universal in California, too? There is, but there's no Wizarding World there. Oh, that's right. Hmm. From the light research that I've done, Hollywood Universal Studios I don't know anything about it, so. I don't know how much there is to know. A lot of the stuff that they have there is like, I don't know. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. But. We need to find Mark again. Yeah. We'll talk about Mark. Damn. We'll talk about uh, HHN. Talk about Disneyland. H-H-N? Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about Disneyland. We'll talk about Disney World. Maybe we'll throw in a little, maybe we'll do a theme parks episode and then we'll do an amusement parks episode because they're different. And we can talk about Cedar Point and we can talk about Bush Gardens, Kings Island. 
Yeah. Maybe even a little bit of Kennywood. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be a great time. Well, I think that that. We still got to go to Waldemir. We do. We have a, we have a lot of adventuring to do and more episodes to record in the future. Generating content. I think that that should probably wrap up our recent movies discussion. That was kind of like the past six months of things that we've watched, I'd say. Maybe even more. Even more. For sure. For sure. That was a things, but those are the I feel like those are the more recent that kind of have stuck in our brains. Yeah, that was just a light sprinkling. Uh, so if we are to do a quick review to recap, if you have Disney Plus, we would definitely suggest The Owl House, mm-hmm. Encanto, Luca, Shang-Chi, Cruella, mm-hmm. and Maniac. If you have Netflix. Also on Netflix, Queer Eye, if you've never seen Mm -hmm. it. Uh, We didn't talk about Blown Away at all. We didn't. Bobby Burke is on Blown Away. He is. And that other one with Tan. Oh, Next Um, in Fashion. Yeah, Next in Fashion was great. Yeah, Next in Fashion was a lot of fun. Um, It seems like the Fab Five are kind of like not necessarily breaking up, but they're kind of like off doing their own things, which is kind of nice to see. Hey, I'm ready for Anthony's cooking show. I'm into it. I will scream whenever Anthony puts out. You just want Anthony's dog washing show. I I don't. I really (laughs) don't. It made me feel dirty. And I feel like Anthony is like somebody that's wholesome and I want to like, I I would love to cook with them, but like seeing them with no shirt all slicked up and like washing a dog and like muscles rippling, it felt very wrong. And like, I shouldn't have been watching it. And it, it, I don't know. It just breaks my brain. Um, if you have shutter, you can watch the advent calendar, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or a discovery of witches. Um, Psycho Goreman. Oh, Psycho Goreman, but also if you was that on um that was on Amazon Prime that we watched When a Stranger Calls. If you haven't oh, watched yeah, that yeah. either, um that was one that we didn't talk about. Nineteen seven was that seventy nine? I think When like, a Stranger yeah, Calls. Yeah, the OG When a Stranger Calls. Um that movie is amazing. Uh we kind of wished that it would have ended like 15 minutes sooner because of the things and stuff. Unnecessary story. Um, for sure. But the beginning of it literally is the, like the first 20 minutes is considered a uh, cult classic. Um, the scariest intro to a horror movie. Um, and it was actually the inspiration for the beginning of the scream movies. Um, very cool. Definitely deep dive into that. Um, highly recommended. There's a familiar face on there that you might enjoy seeing. I definitely did. I think uh, if you have HBO Max, uh, well, I don't even think Malignant's on HBO Max anymore. But um, I don't know if it is or not. You can get it on Redbox. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. If, if you're at a grocery store, if you're, and if you're, you have a red box. If you're, if you're dying at the Giant Eagle, we can go to Red Box and get Malignant on DVD. Um, <laughs> you can get Luca there too. You can get Luca there too, um, and Adam's Family too, mm-hmm. which we haven't yet watched. We might watch that. We later. might do that now. Um, 
right now. I still have to do laundry and stuff. I have all kinds of... Life sucks. Fuck a laundry. Adam's family. I don't have any clean socks. Wash your socks. Adam's family. Anyways. I just keep thinking about whenever you said socks, I thought about uh, cousin it, or not cousin it, but thing watching, looking at feet in the first one. That was great. Oh, Muppets Haunted Mansion was fun too. That was really good. We could, again, we could keep it, we, we could forever. Keep forever. Uh, yeah. So there's some ridiculous there's, shit that we've watched. Yeah. There, there's, there's plenty out there. Uh, we've been enjoying each other's company. We've been enjoying the hard work of all of the brilliant screenwriters and directors mm-hmm. and actors and cinematographers and, and beverages. Yeah. And all that, all the stuff that those people have done to make all of these cool things happen. We and, appreciate it. And beverages. And we've been enjoying beverages. And snacks. And snacks. Mm-hmm. We've just been enjoying life. Life's all right right now. Yeah. It's been a hell of a lot worse. I could tell you that. Yeah. Maybe next time I'll bring Casper. <laughs> yes. Be a family family podcast. Love it. See if Casper has anything to say. He won't. Maybe he'll have Isai every once in a while. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Do I'm they gonna, know about Casper? Some people might know about Casper, if, but if they have don't, you, then they'll just have to... Uh, have you said anything to anybody about Casper? Or am I the only one that loves our son? I don't think I've... I don't know if I've really... I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> I don't. I talk to the the guys in the band. Yeah. And that's it. No, I mean like on your podcast. No, Does Casper anybody... definitely hasn't hasn't has been brought up. Wow. You had you guys don't know about our son. The last time the last podcast I recorded, I remember you brought Casper out. Was that during recording? No, it was like afterwards. Yeah. Um, but like we haven't even had Casper that long. We've had him since September. Yeah. Anyways, this is all very uninvigorating conversation at this point. I'm gonna <laughs> we need, have a new baby. I'm gonna need to, <laughs> I'm gonna need to edit all this out. Um <laughs> will he though? I will. Uh you don't want to talk about our baby? I mean I do want to my baby. I do, but not, do you want to call not, him your baby? He's not we're being baby. ambiguous to a point that it's annoying. Okay. <laughs> so That's we just need, need to like I love you. I love you too. Um That's it. I am not doing any more intros or outros. I don't have a good way to end it other than just saying that I'm going to wrap it up. That's been another episode. Okay. We Thanks love for you. hanging Bye-bye. out, Stacey. Uh, <laughs> thank you all out there in podcast land for letting me and Stacey be a part of your eardrums and possibly retinas for the past hour or so. Thanks for listening to our movie Rex. Yes. And, if- and TV show. And if you do happen to watch anything or have anything that you would like to recommend us to watch, or if you do watch any of the things that we suggested and you want to let us know what you think, like and subscribe in the comments. (laughs) Let us know. I don't know. Shoot us a text. Be don't be weird. And if like, you know us, like don't comment on a YouTube video. Send or do because I think that if there if there's a comment, then engage with the YouTube videos. Please do because then he'll he'll people will actually see it and that will be great because then maybe there will be a conversation to be had and then more people will see Brian's uh, 
YouTube or podcast. Hey, let us know what you think. Ear part things. Audio. This has been Start the Beat with Brian and Stacy, my new co-host. Stacy doesn't know about words. I don't know how they work anymore. Hi. Hello. Goodbye. And goodbye. <laughs>